Good morning, friends. How's it going out there? Welcome to the Early Bird Podcast Session. Stefan Maillet with you at itsouls.com, the website. 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. We go live from Monday to Friday. And it's Tuesday today, which means it's our Tuesday-themed session. We analyze the lyric. And what lyric are we going to analyze today? Well, Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. What a wonderful world. Yeah, that's what we're going to be looking at. Wonderful lyrics. Simple. Very simple. A uh, man's observation of creation all around him. That's what we're going to be looking at. It's a beautiful song. It's a charming song. It's kind of one of those songs where you could be walking through complete chaos and destruction, war and death, famine, and put on a smile and be like, you know what? Everything gonna be all right, man. We gonna be okay, man. We gonna persevere through this one. Just a wonderful song. And uh, that's what's up. Housekeeping stuff, by all means, if you're tuning in. Consider subscribing and uh, liking and sharing and dropping a comment and all that kind of good stuff helps this uh, material move its way forward, reaching far and wide. Always to the purpose of our efforts. Number one to reach the faithless. Number two, to renew the fallen. Number three, to reinforce the faithful. That's what's going on. That's what's up. And by all means, please consider supporting this work. It's how we move forward through God's good grace. If you can, sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. You can support there each month. You can also do a support donation or types of that nature through PayPal, email address at itssouls at gmail.com. I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada, and you can check out the .com, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com, uh, and uh, our Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. We're streaming all over the place, so wherever you're at, welcome, welcome. You are most welcomed, and we are honored to have you. So we're going to be looking at Louis Armstrong's what a wonderful world. Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. And we're going to put up on the screen some articles, of course, and looking looking into Louis Armstrong, a bit of insight, window into uh, uh, who he is and what's taking place with the uh, lyrics and how they came to be and all that kind of stuff. That cool? Not all right? Everything all right? Everyone doing okay? So let me see here. Let's share the screen. Where's the screen share? Well, there's the screen share. And we're going to open up the article right there. Boom. Look at that. Technologies and stuff. We're doing technologies and stuff this morning. Song Facts. We get the article from our friends over at songfacts.com. Well, that's what I've been using here, there, and somewheres. Songfacts.com at times had some, uh, some accumulated information, you know, uh, interviews and articles put together. And so we go there at times. You want to check that out? By all means, go to songfacts.com. And here's what's taking place. With an orchestra backing and a rich, gravelly vocal from Louis Armstrong. 
What a Wonderful World sounds like a standard from the 1940s. But the song was recorded and released in 1967, the same year Daydream Believer and Light My Fire were big hits. Armstrong, a titan in the world of jazz who started recording in 1923, broadened his appeal in the 1950s and 60s by appearing on various TV shows and covering songs like Blueberry Hill and Mac the Knife. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Looking into, of course, this man's life. We continue, and it says, In 1964, he had a number one U.S. hit with Hello, Dolly, knocking the Beatles from the top spot during Beatlemania. And man, that's a... Well, that's a memorable achievement right there. If you get to bump the Beatles during the whole Beatlemania episode era of our history, man, that's a... That's a memorable uh, moment there for Louis Armstrong, no doubt. By the time he recorded What a Wonderful World, he was 66 years old and near the end of his career. And he died, he passed away in 1971 of heart failure at the age of 69. Now, one of the most optimistic and uplifting songs ever conceived, of course, What a Wonderful World, was written by Bob Thiel, or Thiel-y? I don't know how to pronounce that, but Bob Thiel, we'll say that's his name, and George Weiss. Weiss? Weiss? Thiel was a producer for ABC Records, which had recently signed Armstrong. He was steeped in jazz, having worked on songs for the likes of John Coltrane, Sarah Vonham, and Dizzy Gillespie. Gillespie? Forgive me, jazz community out there. I'm purposely not trying to butcher any of your honored artist. I assure you, I am not. I'm a French guy speaking English words and trying to translate that the best I can. Weiss was a songwriter who helped create the hit version of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Oh yeah, that one. So the song is about appreciating the beauty of our surroundings. So saith the article at songfacts.com, Armstrong really connected with it and delivered a very convincing vocal. Armstrong married his wife, Lucille, in 1942, and soon after, the couple moved into the Corona neighborhood of Queens. No, not the Cerveza, but uh, the location there they found themselves geographically. New York, where they were still living when he recorded the song in 1967. New York, New York. According to the Louis Armstrong House Museum, he drew from life in that neighborhood an inspiration for his vocal. Quote, I saw three generations come up on that block, he said. They're all with their children. Grandchildren, they come back to see Uncle Satchmo and Aunt Lucille. That's why I can say, I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll, uh, I'll never know. And I can look at all them kids' faces. And I got pictures of them when they was five, six, and seven years old. So when they hand me this wonderful world... I didn't look no further. That was it. End quote from Louis Armstrong. Armstrong Armstrong brought the same kind of joy to his trumpet playing. Quote, I just think about all my happy days and memories and the notes come out, he said. Isn't that wonderful? That's a pretty positive way to look at that, isn't it? Louis Armstrong is probably the most famous trumpet player in history, but he didn't play his signature instrument on this song. During live performances, he would hold his trumpet, but not play it. Quote, What a Wonderful World runs just two minutes and 17 seconds, repeating the chorus, quote, And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. After just two lines of verse, 
The short running time was typical of pop songs of the era. The more compact tunes were favored by radio stations because they could play more of them, if you will, and the song was recorded in Las Vegas on April 16, 1967, after Armstrong played a midnight show at the Tropicana. It was recorded live with the orchestra at a session that took place at United Recording Studio and lasted from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Along with the odd hour, there were some other challenges as well. R.T. Butler, who did the arrangement, recalled train passing or trains passing by in the middle of takes. Imagine that. Armstrong, who was likely exhausted, responded with alacris... A-L-A-C-R-I-T-T-Y? Alacrity. Alacrity? Is that how you say that? (laughs) Forgive me, man. Quote, I remember Louis and I laughing out loud till it hurt, Butler wrote. We actually hung on to each other to keep from falling over from laughter. Isn't that interesting? So in America, this song was little heard when it was first released in 1967. That's because Larry Newton, head of ABC Records, hated the song and refused to promote it. <laughs> Forbid a positive song about recognizing God's beauty, you know, in creation. Forbid we allow that to take place. Newton was looking for an up-tempo follow-up to Armstrong's hit, Hello Dolly, and the little... L- Lilting, What a Wonderful World, was not what he had in mind. Various accounts have him showing up at the recording session and trying to stop it, only to be locked out of the studio. Good thing he was locked out of the studio. So the song was issued in America with little fanfare, if you will, but in the UK, where it was released on the HMV label, it got plenty of promotion and took off, reaching number one in April of 1968 and becoming the biggest-selling single of the year in that territory. Now, in America, Armstrong did his best to push the song, performing it at concerts and on TV appearances, but it stalled on the charts at number 116 in August of 1968. It was more appreciated 20 years later when it was used in the Robin Williams movie Good Morning Vietnam. I remember that. Re-released to coincide with the film, this time in it chartered at number 32 and became the song modern listeners most associate with Armstrong, of course. Now, the song's co-writer, George Weiss said he wrote the tune specifically for Armstrong, but it was first offered to Tony Bennett, right? So who, uh, of course, turned it down, and I'm glad he did. Bennett went on to cover the song several times, including a 2003 duet with Katie Lang. Katie Katie Lang. Lang. What a Wonderful World became Louis Armstrong's signature song, but it doesn't represent the body of his work, which is defined by his contributions to jazz. And I, of course, encourage you to go look into that canal of great talent. It did help draw attention to his talents, of course, giving his name recognition outside of the jazz community. Just as the song grew more popular as it aged, so did Armstrong's legacy. The 2001 Ken Burns series, Jazz Pegs, him as one of the most important musicians in his genre. That's quite the title and description. Nonetheless deserved, I'm sure of it. In 2007, a cover by Katie Melua and Ava Cassidy was a number one hit in the UK. It was an unusual duet with Melua's vocals spliced with those of the late Ava's Cassidy. A charity single for the Red Cross, the single was only available in Tesco stores, so it was a surprise this version outsold the competition. Interesting, eh? 
With the success of this cover, Cassidy became the 13th act to have a posthumous UK chart topper. No other artist has had a larger gap between passing away and their debut posthumous UK number one. Cassidy having died of cancer on November 2nd, 1996, 11 years and one month ago before achieving peak position. What a Wonderful World was also the last song Eva Cassidy performed in public. Heavily medicated from cancer treatment, she sang it at a tribute concert arranged for her on September 17, 1996 at the Bayou in Washington, D.C. Cassidy had just a modest fan base, but she gained acclaim in the U.K. after her death when a BBC radio DJ started playing songs from her album Songbird, if you will. The album gained popularity and went to number one in the UK, so when she appeared on the 2007 version of the What a Wonderful World with Katie Melua, British listeners were familiar with her. Interesting stuff, of course. The information continues. You can go to songfacts.com in regards to Louis Armstrong and the song that was given to him, and he warmly received, of course, to uh, perform and did a wonderful job, and I can't see anyone else. Like, to me... That song, of course, belongs to Louis Armstrong, and I just, for the life of me, couldn't see anyone else being the one singing it. So we're going to bring in forth the uh, lyrics to the song here. Where are we? There we go. Look at that. What a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. And it, it, it rarely happens, but when an artist actually speaks of uh, the beauty he can see or the things he recognizes, you know, that's, to me, that's important. I mean, to me, that's fair and and, and, and right. You know, it should take place. It, I mean, you know, <laughs> everything else in the, it seems to be in the entertainment industry or the music genre of sorts, to which I greatly am entertained by and have been in for, for many, many years, decades. Um, it's nice just to have a simple, very warm and welcoming, kid-friendly, uh, view of the beauty that this earth holds. And he speaks of the world, of course, through the lens of what is positive and what is upright and decent and good and should be embraced. Not the sinful fallen world in which we find decay, evil, wickedness, corruption, division, all that kind of stuff. No, to this end here, it's not promoting sinful activities or practices. It's simply mentioning what can be found out there in positive and beauty. I see trees of green, right? Beautiful green, lush environment. I see them. The trees are green. Creation in front of myself. You can see that. And it speaks a language. Creation speaks a language. And you can find it all over the scriptures, how individuals who are praising God and the glory of God and the great I am, the creator, the intelligent being that has, of course, set forth everything in the engineering that we can certainly uh, experience. Uh, has been uh, um, vocally written, if you will, in pen form to a tomb of inspired information where all can recognize the beauty of the trees, the mountains, the galaxy, the animal kingdom, everything around us. It's just screams of a creator. I mean, you'd have to be blind to the science, to the tool, which points to the fact that there has to be something greater than ourselves that would have brought forth all this wonderful creation. And he sees this. I see trees of green. Red roses, too. Colors. Look at the artistry behind this brush. I mean, you cannot do... You, you, I did, of course, in my past life, and, and I know many do, of course, but 
to our foolishness, no doubt, to deny the beauty of the landscape that was artistically painted by an intelligent, powerful being, divine, deity. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom from me and you, or for, sorry, me and you. And I think to myself, you know, it, it brings a thought to my mind when I look at these things, the beauty of the colors, the creation all around us, and its tranquility, its peace. The, it facilitates a path towards a, a uh, calmness away from anxiety or depression or discouragements that come about from this fallen world and everything evil around it. It, it, it just brings a tranquility. Look at this. Look at, look, look at how beautiful this can be. It's, it's truly charming to the eye. The trees are green. The roses uh, are red. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, I have myself a, a meditative moment. My thoughts, I'm allowed to think, am I? I'm, a, I'm a having a thought. Yeah. What a wonderful world. If you look at through that perspective, of course, if you see it through that perspective, what a, what a wonderful one. What a wonderful world it, indeed it is to see that beauty and to recognize it, even in a midst of turmoil and chaos and loom and doom and glooming war and fear-mongering and blah, 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 blah. We still can choose to think to ourselves, what a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. You see the colors. That's the whole thing, right? Colors. And a great many other artists have spoken about the colors. Donovan comes to mind in the psychedelic realm. <laughs> yeah, I think probably induced by LSD and a very strong dose of LSD. Uh, but nonetheless, you don't need to take LSD to recognize the vibrant, lush, attractive colors of this creation. Uh, you know, I've in my past life been under the influence of psychedelics and uh, I have a sober mind now, and I still see the beauty. I still recognize how beautiful it is, though it is certainly amped with the dopamine rush when you're under the influence of psychedelics. You're like, oh, red is like more red. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, of course, the beauty is still there, and it's uh, a wonderful thing to recognize. He does. I see the skies of blue and the clouds of white the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, again, he repeats the thought, what a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. I uh, gave my wife a memorable thought many years ago from my hometown where I was born and raised, and there are characters in my hometown that are quite interesting, to say the least. You know, I come from a bumpkin, hole-in-the-ground, if you will, location, country folk kind of people, very simple-minded, with all kinds of colors, if you will, there as well. And you kind of see the to and fro, you see this character here, that character over there, and they have this song in the background, right? What a wonderful world, and it just made her laugh. And she's kept that thought ever since. And that's been, I don't know, 15 years ago now. And it's true, right? You can place that song in any setting, really. You could even, it speaks something to you anywhere at any time that song is inserted. In the middle of war, that song is inserted and it means something. It's just a fascinating song that transcends time, of course. It has no expiration date. It's what I call shelf life music 
Shelf Life Music, which was going to be my record company, by the way. <laughs> I'm just throwing jewels here your way. Here's a gem for you. Somebody go out there and make a million dollars. Shelf Life Records. Yeah, well, it is Shelf Life Music. It has no expiration date. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky. See the colors? He observes these things through the lens of creation. And uh, he recognizes that the colors of the rainbow are beautiful. They're so pretty in the sky. And they are. It, they are. Let's not allow the people who have hijacked the colors for their own perversions to destroy the fact that it's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. And it screams of intelligence and, and artistry. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. See, if you look at things through the linear... Through the innocence of a child's mind, if you will, right? I hear Jesus now through the written word saying, leave these alone, right? Or in another location of the scriptures, unless you become as these. In other words, Jesus had a great teaching in regards to the illustration of children and their innocence and how we must become innocent if we ever seek to be productive and even enter into the legal citizenry of his kingdom. We have to become innocent, not ignorant, innocent of heart as a child. And if you look at the world through that lens, and I know a great many uh, uh, individuals who live a life challenged with all sorts of hostilities, but yet their outlook on life is so wonderful, it brings a tear to your eye. It's like a child in the cancer ward. As an adult, that'll bring great sorrow to our hearts, and it brings a tear to an eye, obviously. Um, but the child, he's facing some of the most scariest things. But I've spoken to people who have ministered to children who are in the cancer ward, and it's fascinating how their heart truly belongs to the Creator, and they see these colors, and they see the wonder and the beauty of this earth that God created. And they have this strength, this courage to pass from this earth to to the next to be with their with their god and uh, it's just such a it's a difficult thing i i, I i'll admit I, i'm i'm challenged by that one it's how do you juggle this evil world and tune your thoughts to an innocence where you also see the beauty of the sky and the green grass now i do obviously i've learned how to do that not of my own accord but through his good grace in a book, believe it or not, that you can read that was penned down by the Holy Spirit that teaches us how to renew our minds in a way to recognize the beauty. Now, that doesn't make us ignorant. We aren't to put our heads in the sand. That's not what I'm saying at all. We should be made aware of current events, not be enamored by it, or live according to the anxiety and the fear it seeks to uh, oppress upon us, if you will. No, not at all. But again, we have to live through the lens of innocence, and if we do so, it makes it more palatable to go through this existence, which is a brief vapor. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, he says, are also on the faces of the people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? They're really saying, I love you. Yeah, and that's, of course, the idea of this perfect kumbaya moment right around the campfire there. And, um... Though it, of course, is not the reality of this fallen world through what's taking place, because this place will never be heaven. It just never will. Uh, we can certainly how 
uh, receive this kind of perspective in life, this innocence again that I'm speaking about, that we can read of in the scriptures, uh, this innocence that allows us to persevere, this, this eternal peace within our hearts that allows us to persevere. And though there is great hate out there, look at the love. Look at the love. Focus on the love. There are evil people doing evil things. Some of them creep in unnoticed in the church and do evil things. All in the name of righteousness, right? All these things take place, of course. Let's not focus on that. Let's not live in bitterness against it or vengeful thoughts or hate as hateful, evil people do and find themselves in great sorrow for it. Um, let's look at life in a perspective that we recognize the beauty of the creation, to which it points to, of course, as a sign pointing to a greater power behind it, which is the purpose, of course. Don't stop at the tree. Don't stop at the clouds. Don't stop at the mountain. Don't stop at the animal kingdom. Don't stop at the rivers. Stop, don't stop there and say, here it is. I've, I've reached the moment of enlightenment. Here I am, the creation. No, no. The creation is there as a model, of course, to facilitate our existence here in an exp expedient way, but it is also an activated uh, uh, creation of evangelistic uh, tendencies to bring us to the power that created these things. Okay, so you're looking at the Picasso piece of artistry. Well, who, who, who painted that? Well, Picasso, well, what about the man? What about the woman who did wrote this book? What about the... Go to the source. Jesus performed miracles and signs, and he had these powers. Well, in them of themselves was confirming his word and authority, but you need to go past, you need to follow the sign to the one who's creating, the one who's speaking. You need to go to the source, of course. How do you do? They really saying, I love you. Well, who is the author of love? It's a wonderful thing to recognize when neighborly people are being neighborly, when we are selfless, when we are kind and benevolent to our fellow man in need. That's a beautiful thing. But what does it point to? In of itself, it holds no weight and can be found vain, useless, if motivated by the, uh, 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 a nefarious or sinister source. So you kind of have to go further. Where does love come from? What is love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Well, God is love. So we need to know about God in order to understand what love is and why people, some people, practice it. Why is the sky blue? Why are the clouds white? Why is the grass green? Why are the trees green? Why? It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It gives us peace. But why is it there? And who made that? Who made who? Who made you? So the song moves forward and it says, I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll never know. And I think to myself again, very simple in this poetry. This pen is a very simple, understood uh, uh, message. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Babies cry. You know, I'd rather have babies crying. I'd rather have babies crying while we are gathered together on Sunday for worship and studies than have, you know, adults snoring. <laughs> babies crying is a sign of life, obviously. 
and uh, he says, I watched them grow. And that's a beautiful thing. Of all the things that are allowed us on this earth, being happily married to an individual that you can spend your life with and having children, I don't know, man. I don't know what else, really. I've tried everything else. I've, I, I, I've arrived at the purpose. There's nothing better. On this earth, on this earth, God has blessed us with family, and that is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And so therein, the uh, lyrics to What a Wonderful World by, or performed by Louis Armstrong. Isn't that something? By all means, friends, if you appreciate this kind of content, if you recognize the substance and the value, please consider supporting. You can go to addedsouls.locals.com. You can sign up over there. No amount is too low or too high. You will have yourself some exclusive content as well if you do that. You can send a PayPal donation through addedsouls at gmail.com. My website is addedsouls.com, and I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. You can check out the .com, or you can go look at our Facebook page, our Facebook page. If you have any suggestions that you'd like to put in the queue for Tuesdays Analyzing the Lyric, by all means send it our way, and we will put it in the queue, and we will analyze it on Tuesdays. Look at the itinerary. We go live from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. We have some wonderful works in view for the coming months uh, for the Added Souls studio. We have ourselves the Added Teens podcast sessions to come. Added Teens, our teenagers. That's going to be fun. And I'm not, I'm not even going to be in there. I'm not going to be in the way at all. I'll be in the back controlling the computers and stuff like that. Computer and the cameras and the lighting and everything. But I'm just going to let them talk, man. Let them talk about the things that uh, teenagers think about. In regards to, at times, entertainment, right? Gaming, games, movies, music. And at times, religious things, obviously. Christianity and their faith. And what they are facing and what they are seeing. So, look forward for that one. And uh, we're also going to have ourselves some friends, uh, some of the men from uh, the congregation here, the East Coast congregation. We're going to get together and have ourselves conversations and podcast sessions as well. There's a lot of good stuff coming. There's a lot of wonderful stuff coming. Who knows? Even, perhaps, the ladies might find the courage to get together, have themselves some podcast sessions and discuss things that ladies discuss and the wonderful task that they have as uh, the backbone of the congregation, our women. All right. Well, what are you guys saying? Let me see if I can actually even see some comments here. on, on the, Probably not because, I don't know, for some strange reason, kind of hinders the stream comments for me on this end somehow, but... We'll see what's going on later on, I guess. I'll take a look at all that after we're done and, and over with. Stay focused and stay positive. Know that you are appreciated. You have value in life. You have purpose. And uh, if there's anything, if there's anything we can do as servants, please reach out to us. We can have ourselves a video uh, conversation. We can have ourselves a phone call, email exchange. Uh, we live our lives according to the gospel and transparency. We are upright. And we are honest with you. 
and uh, we'd love to have you aboard. Listen, if you find uh, the Maya family activities interesting, you can check out our personal profile, my personal profile. Today, I think we got ourselves a barbecue going there. We're going to light the fire to the fire pit and try to cook ourselves some hamburgers on there. We might bring you along for that adventure. That's typically uh, something interesting, let's say. All right, so uh, have yourself a wonderful day. Share this content far and wide. Like, comment, all that kind of good stuff. Engagement with the content allows it to move forward. And you can check the audio version, if you will, on Substack. I'm over there on iTunes, Spotify, you name it. We're everywhere. Just check for Added Souls, and you'll find everything there hubbed at addedsouls.com. All right, guys. Peace out.